Tom Perry. Hey Matt, how's it going? Not too bad. Um, listen, it's it's been a while since we've done one of these. <laughs> we say this every episode, Matthew. I mean, yeah, that's why now? I'm that's why I'm latching on. We don't to need it, to think. say it anymore. No, but I I think we do, Tom, because maybe our listenership is lapsing. I think we need something to get the kids on board. Yeah, I think we should write a catchy pop song. Really? Okay. I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think you're just a person to do that, Matthew. What What that's do you think we musical. need for a catchy pop song? We need a good beat. Yeah. Some woes. Whoa. Okay, cool. Let's think about this. Some A. Maybe if I lay some, some beats like. Whoa. There we go. <laughs> Look at that. You're like Ed Sheeran. Yeah. But you're not Ed Sheeran. It's no, I'm not Ginger. What you are, though, Tom, is half of a podcast. And that is called Tom Matt Tag. Nice long intro. I'm half of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are, Tom Parry. To oh. the tune of I'm in love with your body. Yes, by Ed Sheeran, all mm. right to Swift. How are we doing? <laughs> I'm quite well, thank you. A master Can't of complain. parody. On I, think, a... I think we've got plenty to chat about because, of course, since we last podcasted, there's been all sorts of gaming news. Is there really? <laughs> There's a little thing called E3. Oh, wow! We're really? late to the party with, so let's. we're not going to cover E3 in, in detail, I wouldn't imagine. What does E3 stand for? You know what? I don't know. What does it stand <laughs> for? Electronic <laughs> in- Entertainment Expo. Come on, Oh, Tom that's Parry. three E's. Yes, it I is. And then they put them that's together. That's quite a clever abbreviation, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably why it stuck well around done. for so long. Well done. Well, E3, they, they say it's not what it used to be. Uh, that's what I hear, yeah. But it seems like there was still a lot going on. It's just that the presence of Sony and Nintendo weren't on the floor. Well, I mean... So uh, well, they were. Uh, Nintendo was, wasn't it? They didn't have a press conference. Right. So, yeah. Sony did not have a press conference. Nintendo has not had a press conference for a number of years. They've just done their Nintendo Yeah, exactly. Directs. I think you could play Nintendo games there at E3, though. Yes, you can. And they they X- have presence on the floor. Xbox had a separate thing in another building. Yes, but Microsoft has also done that for a couple of years. Uh, but Sony weren't there. No, Sony were not there. Um, no. I don't know if their floor space was still kept the same way Konami's was for a couple of years, where they just have a big booth. Yeah, actually, from what I've heard, I don't know if they had a presence on the floor at all. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, they have... They did a Death Stranding the... trailer, which we talked about in the last podcast. Oh, my God, the Death Stranding uh, Yeah, it's still pretty cool. Uh, but there was... Was there anything of Last of Us 2, do you recall? Not no, that I I'm aware so. of. No. Uh, Cyberpunk had a showing, but that's not strictly PlayStation. No, but that was but also it... on the Microsoft uh, press conference, was it not? Oh, yes, it was part of Microsoft press conference. You're As right was there. Fantasy Star Online 2, which is now being confirmed. Oh, you also... must be happy about that. Yeah, I am. It's also coming to Switch and PS4, so I'm very happy oh, about I that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Mm, Phil Spencer which one do it. you get it for? Uh, well, it's coming out on Xbox One first, um, and then it will be on the PS4 and the Switch. I would imagine, by that time, probably also the PS5. Ah, uh, yes. See. So I wondered if Cyberpunk was going to end up on PS5 I as well. I assume it will. Because it's launching... Uh, that same time of year, 2020 2020, yes, Christmas. Mm. So it seems like it's going to be one of those games which is going to be on both the PS4 and PS5. But one I can't, would assume, maybe, maybe, who knows? Would assume. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it seems to be in that right time frame. I mean, they didn't really talk that much detail about the new Xbox. It'd be a good launch show for a new Xbox if it gets um, Cyberpunk and Halo on launch. Well, yeah, I mean, Halo at launch, Cyberpunk probably at launch. Also, like... All of these studios that they've acquired, the more recent announcement being Double, Double Fine, Fine yeah. they probably have a shitload of games in the works for that Strong Xbox. Strong launch, I, I yeah. anticipate, from Microsoft with that. The next box is going to be something good. They're calling it Project Scarlet, aren't they? They are, yeah, but I mean... The, the know, relevance of that name. Well, I mean, there's never any relevance to their code names, is there? They oh. call, what was the name The GameCube of? doesn't Scorpio. look like a dolphin. No, and I mean, <laughs> Scorpio was Xbox One, right? Xbox One X, yeah. Project Scorpio, yeah. I think that was One X, yeah. Because they had that printed on the launch. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, you're right. There was also... The the Xbox One had a code name. I can't remember what it was. Oh, well. Durango? They all have a code name. They all have code names. Although, does Sony always have code names? No, they don't. No, well, I mean, like, I think they're just like, oh, well, it's the PS5, isn't it? They probably do internally, like... 
but it doesn't really matter. Mm. Yeah, so did you anything stand out for you in the Microsoft press well, conference? Some, a lot of people asked me this question. Oh, Microsoft specifically. Yes, Microsoft okay. oh, specifically. Right. Okay. I thought you were going to say E3 in general, sorry. Uh, Microsoft specifically. Well, I guess a, a tinge of nostalgia for Halo. Yeah. Um, for some reason, like maybe it was, was Master Chief's armor was as it used to be, or there was something about it that seemed very old school. Yes. Um, and am I... Does it pick up where Halo 3 ended? No, or it what? picks up where Halo 5 ended. Yeah, good. Time. Okay, because I'd also heard from someone that this was like a reboot that was going to take place I don't as if Halo so. 4 and 5 had never existed. I don't know. But I, that, I, I thought, personally, that would be very odd if that happened. But yeah. at the end of 3, was he not like floating around? Yeah, he was. <coughs> in space. Yeah. but I, And now I, he's found again floating around in space, but did that happen at the end of 5 as well? Was I, he left hanging? I never played 5. Well, I forgot see, it came I out. I never played through 5. That's yeah, the problem. me neither. But I assume this is being developed by, what's the name of that? 343. Good job you remember. <laughs> I was going to say 505, that's a publisher. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they go back to basics, which I feel could be a bit of a trend here, because yeah. we have the announcement, it was actually before E3, where Activision announced Modern Warfare. Yes. Modern Warfare, what, we've had that game? No, it's not Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, it's, it's just... Modern Warfare. But I guess it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, yeah, it is, but yeah. I mean... Call just... of Duty Modern Warfare 4. No, it was... Co- it was. <laughs> Yeah, it is the fourth Modern Warfare game, which is also ironic. Which was the fourth Call of, Call of Duty game. Yeah, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Uh, so Very it's confusing. Call of Duty but Modern Warfare 4. We were chatting a little bit before the podcast, and I was saying to you, I feel that I would get a little bit frustrated with Call of Duty lately because the gameplay has changed so much that it's not the kind of Call of Duty experience that I want no. right now. Uh I appreciate Black Ops, for example, and what they did with Advanced Warfare. But for me, there was too much of an emphasis on jumping around. Yes. And I experienced this in Advanced Warfare. I didn't play um, Infinite Warfare. But then when I started playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3, I'm late to the party. I've not played 4 at all. I just felt that there was too much jumping around. Right. And I feel maybe with Activision announcements of this Back to Basics Modern Warfare that it's addressing the need to kind of go back to a simple experience because they haven't offered that no. for some time. Not since, I guess, World War Two. Well, as I said to you earlier while we had this conversation on the bus, I think Call of Duty was always the bleeding edge or trying to be the bleeding edge of first-person shooter for a long while. Yes, Halo was a big game, as you pointed out yourself, much like there had been big first-person shooters before that in the, the late 90s, early 2000s with things like Unreal Tournament. However, Unreal Tournament felt very different from Call of Duty and now Call of Duty Classic, like Modern Warfare, feels very different from something like a Titanfall or an Apex. Do you think that maybe releasing the remastered version of Modern Warfare was a way of testing the water to see how many were interested in I that? would say absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's probably proven to them, hey, a lot of people still have a lot of nostalgia for Modern Warfare. I think it's a lot of people probably just want to play a more straightforward Call of Duty yeah. nowadays. I mean, that is a safe thing from them, right? It's like, yeah. hey, let's hedge our bets. Let's put this super realistic, like, crazy modern first-person shooter out alongside Modern Warfare, yeah. and let's see which one of them does better. Yeah, it's like, duke it out. Who's going to win? Have a fight. Still charge people for Modern And then get Warfare, released though. free on PlayStation Plus. So. Yeah, exactly. How many? I wonder how many people <laughs> played Modern Warfare after it got released on PlayStation Plus. That seems like... There's plenty of people playing it. I played it this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably from them. Just like, hey, let's get a lot... A lot of people clearly like this game. Let's get a lot of people nostalgic for this game in order that they buy the new Call of Duty. Probably. But do you think it's a trend in gaming overall, this back-to-basics approach? Um, do you think we're in need of that now? Do you not think... necessarily. Because, no. I mean, to be honest with you, like, as much as I've enjoyed my time playing God of War... Because um, would you call God of War was um, an evolutionary kind of next generation game or not? What would you? What would your no? No, be? I wouldn't. I could say from my experience of it, but I've only played like the introduction yeah. part of the game. That it did feel kind of fresh uh, in terms of that fight you have with that guy who appears yes. from nowhere. I don't know anybody's names yet because I've not got so far in the yes. uh, game. But this guy who he thinks. Well, it's quite weak, doesn't he? He turns yes. out he's some sort of superhuman and he yes. can hold his own against Kratos. And that whole sequence was very bombastic, very yes. 
wow, it's going from gameplay to cutscene, but all in-game engine. And it, yes. That, to me, felt very next generation, especially with the fidelity of the graphics, the detail. But I, I would disagree with you on the grounds that I think if you strip away how beautiful it looks and mm. the fact that it's all in engine, yeah. if that was on the PlayStation 2, those things would have just happened in a cutscene. Yeah. Know? Like, so for me, God of War... Because when you get down to the actual fighting on the, the ground yes. level and throwing the axe and such, that's... I guess that is quite straightforward. It is very. It's just presented in a way. It's just presented in a very beautiful beautiful way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and that's the thing for me. It's just like playing it. It doesn't. I said this before on the podcast, and I I really do feel at the moment. I haven't really played that many games recently because I feel that there are very little new experiences or very Mm. little experiences that really push gaming in a new gen- in a new direction. So it doesn't matter how flashy or amazing they care. look. If the gameplay behind it is not that good. Especially then. when you're making me play through something for like twenty odd hours and I really So is is it a bit of a slog then, God of War you found or I don't necessarily think it's a bit of a slog. It's just times where I'm like, okay, cool. I need to now get back in my boat and yeah. sail for another ten minutes. Really? So we're just coming to God of War reasonably recently yes uh, i know it's been out a while it's been out a whole but, uh, year Tom Parry. neither me or matt have played it until quite recently no. I, I played it more recently than matt matt you've been playing it for a, i've a been playing while. it for a little while yeah. yeah i played a little bit of it yesterday before i took it back to the library but um i don't know i'm, I'm i will finish the game i think hmm. i'm i'm curious to see how the story progresses but at the same time i could probably just read the wikipedia and probably get the same yeah. amount out of it i maybe felt that horizon was a little bit more revolutionary yes well revolutionary is probably too big of a uh, accolade to give it but it, it felt different in the way that taking down the big creatures yeah uh, very intimidating and god of war taking down that first big troll creature didn't really feel intimidating no. it was uh, that was early on in the game it was relatively straightforward uh, but then again, you get a similar sort of big enemy experience at the start of Horizon, which feels a lot different, uh, more different. There's a lot more going on. I would argue that the big creature thing, though, has been a, a thing of God of War oh, God since of, yeah. the PS2. And it, to Absolutely. Honestly, it feels, doesn't yeah. really feel that different from what I've seen of the old ones. Yeah, but what I think I liked about God of War, it was quite direct. And again, you could apply the back to basics thing to God of War, I guess, because yeah. it, it, so far, at least for me, it hasn't been too confusing or overwhelming at yeah. all it's uh, pretty much pretty straightforward yeah it is it's yeah. very straightforward well I it's mean, horizon there's a lot more going on yeah um, it's a huge open world yeah. and they borrow a lot from assassin's creed right with like markers all over the yeah, map yeah. and stuff but uh, to answer your question i think there's never really been a push away from simplistic gaming i think much like we saw Doom come out a couple of years ago, which is a return to Doom and la- like classic style of first-person shooter, I think there will also be a niche that will always be filled by people who want a pretty straightforward first-person shooter with a bit more mod cons than your classic like PC, hey, I can't even look around, I'm just aiming and shooting kind mm. of thing. I think... Apex and Titanfall and that will have theirs, much like I'm sure there will be a lot of games that are now inspired by Fortnite. Like, you know, I I think there is room within a genre of games that everything doesn't have to build upon the things that came after it, especially now in a world where anyone can realistically make a game if they have enough financing and time and passion to do it. I just, I don't know. Like, I think people are... I think we have so much choice right now. I think people are realizing, okay, cool, I'm going to gravitate to what I know. Mm. And so I think within that, uh-huh. within that broad spectrum of things, people are just going to go, okay, actually, no, I like first-person shooters that play like well, this, always, so I'm just going to play this. I've always been a bit like that myself. You know, I know what I like, and I often go back to the kind of genres that I know I enjoy the most, for example, fighting and racing and platforms. Yeah. But uh, I also like to experience new things at yeah, the same too. time. But I don't find myself playing those new experiences as much, I suppose. And yeah, I, I do eventually just go back to what <laughs> I like. I'm trying to think if there's been a game in recent years which has been sort of so different and so out there. And I've given it a lot of my time. And there must have been because I've played a lot of indie games that I've enjoyed. Nier Automata, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was pretty fresh. I've not played enough for Nier to, to comment on it, but... 
I, I, to be honest with you, I, I would argue that the gameplay itself of Nier is not that fresh. I just think mm. what it does with narrative storytelling within a video game is the thing for me that was like, okay, this is actually really interesting. I played it, I was like, wow, I've never quite experienced anything like that before. And I guess I've played so many games recently, but it should stand out to me. If it comes back to me during this uh, chat, yeah, I'll, uh, okay. I'll mention it. But, but no, to be honest, like I, for me, I, I'm a bit of a contrarian. Like I want it to be new. Like yes, I know yeah. what type of games I enjoy. Like I, I've been playing a bit of Tales of Vesperia on the Switch again, and that's a game that I played completely forgotten everything about it. So to me, that's probably not a mark that it's a very good game because it probably doesn't tell a very interesting story. But I, I'm, you know, I can quite happily sit there with a JRPG and pass the time with it. Mm. But I, that isn't really enough for me anymore. I want it to no. be new. I want it to be different. I want it to push gaming in an interesting way. Yeah. For me to want to play it. So I, I think simplistic gaming will always be there, man. I think we're just in a, a time now where we have the luxury of saying, okay, maybe everything doesn't need to push things forward. Maybe we can actually just have games that cater to a certain set type set of yeah. gamer who enjoys modern well, I'm warfare. glad I'm glad that's available as well you know it's uh, yeah I just think people are realizing much like you know like any other product I don't think you can really be universal in what you're doing I think you need to decide okay cool is this call is this call of duty in the same way we've done it for years and like appeals to the same core set of gamers and we can improve make improvements on that core gameplay without radically changing the game Mm. or are we just going to make something different because I mean I would argue that when it got to the the craziness of like infinite warfare did it even really need to be call of duty at that point other than to sell more copies with the name call of duty could it have not been something else in that same mold and then ha- they would have had separate franchises going and then being able to appeal to those. I know they tried to do it with like Black Ops and Infinite Warfare, yeah. but none of those really stuck, did they, other than no. Black Ops? No, Advanced Warfare as well. We could yeah, lump in Infinite Warfare. like yeah. None of them have been anything. They're just uh, subtitles, even though they've been very different styles of games. Mm. I wonder if we'll see any more Black Ops. That would be interesting. Uh, I think probably on the next gen. Probably. We'll get another Black Ops. Who knows? But anything else stand out to you in Microsoft Prime Microsoft, um, yeah, there was that cool RPG hand-drawn thing that looked very unique. Yes. Uh, not the, that I'm a fan of RPGs. The but not the, Dragon Quest the present, tabletop board game thing. The presentation yeah. of that game, which uh, for those who didn't see it, it was like the game, the graphics were rendered like they were drawn uh, yes. but in a sketchbook and on a table. And you turn the page for the next uh, event or action. And yeah, I, I like that. I thought that was incredibly interesting. I don't know how well the game will play. No. And it looked like there was a lot of going on, a lot going on with the different elements on the table. Because not only did you have the book, you had different things around the book. And it yeah. seemed like a very interactive experience. But I was questioning how deep the game could be with those kind of visuals i mean potentially it could be very deep again what this is called do you remember i'm just looking up the name of it now um uh the legend of right right yes right yes i don't know i i think it looked cool i mean i i'd be curious to see much like yourself if this is all gimmick and if that actually some of this stuff around the actual weird like screeny bit of like the notebook because yeah. there's lots yeah. of stuff to interact with around that how much they influence the I game feel, i feel like a few years ago people would have been really excited about that whereas yeah. in the media i haven't seen much talk about it i think e3 needs to be more experimental kind of games being shown off i remember microsoft maybe a year no it's actually a few years ago yeah there were some games which they were showing off which were really interesting can't remember what they are now years past it never came out there yeah. was some some indie titles. Do you remember? There was a beautiful one. It, uh, it's like a platform. I can't remember. Which one? Now. No, I can't remember. I don't remember what it was. Okay. And I guess they just hope you forget about them. Uh, I haven't forgotten about Dreams, though, from Sony. I guess no. that's still coming out. I mean, it, it, you Isn't can it buy out? it now, yeah, if you want to play it, man. Like, it's in early access. Mm. 
Okay. Because that was another interesting one that yeah. promises to be I mean, a the, bit different. The two interesting things for me in Microsoft's press conference, yeah. just to go over this, I, yes, the George R. R. Martin game that I can't remember the name of. Like, Oh, this is from From Software. It is from From Software, yeah. Um, what the hell it's is it called? It got leaked before E3, didn't it? It did get leaked. Yeah. Elder Ring. Uh, I mean, the trailer shows us nothing. I assume it's just going to be another From Software game, hopefully with a story. Yeah, I so, would imagine if they get... Uh, uh, what's his name again? George R. R. Martin. Yes, you get him on board, then you've got a good story. I mean, must Mr. Have something. Mr. Game of Thrones has a, a lot of good stories up his yes. sleeve. Like, so, so don't underuse him. Hopefully, no, they take full mean, advantage of. Sekiro's got a pretty good story from what I've played yeah. of it, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, Twelve minutes was a game that stood out to me. It was that overhead view of an apartment. Oh, that thing. That seemed very interesting. Of yes. uh, the the mechanic seeming to be, you would play a story through kind of like Groundhog's Day and then you would die and start over. Yeah. That seemed like that a cool seemed quite thing. good. Uh, yeah. And then I also saw that Way to the Woods, which was the game with the deers and light. Oh, yes. Was, it, was that a Microsoft exclusive or not? Um, I don't know. It was just shown... At because the... I feel like a lot of those games were probably going to be available on the platforms. One would assume. Other than, you know, their uh, stu- own studio things like Halo and Gears and Forza and... Lego Forza, that was cool. Lego Forza looked, looked cool. Looked very fun. Uh, yeah, I um, I hope to try add on it sometime for soon. Forza yeah, 4. for Forza Four. And uh, Forza Horizon, Horizon 4, Four, sorry. So I think probably we've seen uh, all the Forza games we'll see on Xbox One have already been released. One They've would done assume, three right. from the main series and three from Horizon. I think that's probably done for this. Is this is the first year they haven't announced a new Forza game. Possibly. They announced a new Gears game, though. What do you think about that? Gears 5. I, I didn't play Gears 4. No, so I can't neither really did I. It's, uh, every time I go to it. play it, obviously, there's another update, so I haven't played it yet. Yeah, you've said <laughs> it's a very, very large... Uh, it's over 100 right. gig now, and still I haven't played it. Okay. But, yes, Gears. Hmm. Interesting. There's still obviously a fan base for Gears, and they've got this pop vinyl Gears game is also they have, coming. I, I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I can't say I can get that excited about Gears. I don't know what's going on in Gears anymore, no, me neither. really. Um, has it had its day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Arguably, I, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the same could be said of Halo, though, surely. Like. You know, it felt for me like Gears 5 not being announced for next generation was sort of like the God of War Ascension of its uh, the Xbox. Because no. remember that game? Yeah, I do. That was like after God of War 3, uh, and it was near the end of the PS3, wasn't it? It was sort of like, we've got to get another God of War game out there. So it's one called Ascension came out. And really, yeah, I don't think it made waves. No, uh, but I also mean like, uh, some would say that this Gears of War being announced for the for the Xbox One rather than the next-gen Xbox, same as Halo, is probably more Gears of War judgment. Mm. Oh, it's all judgment. Yeah, that's it's the judgment to the Xbox One, isn't it? But I mean, it's got a number <laughs> title, so maybe not. And Who not knows? to say judgment was bad, actually, because I actually played a bit of that. You did, it's yeah. Right. <laughs> so but it was gears, and gears is gears, and gears has been going for years, years of gears, Ge- years <laughs> of gears, gears for years and years. Um, yeah. So okay, that's it. Microsoft. That was that was pretty cool. I think they they did well. Yeah. Having Keanu there as well. Keanu's a good kind of person to get one of these events he because is, yeah. he, he's undeniably cool. Yes. And it's impossible for him to embarrass himself, I think. No, Keanu is just so <laughs> humble that people are just like, yeah, fuck yeah, Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah. yeah, Cyberpunk looks good. I, I will undoubtedly play Cyberpunk because I will play anything that CD Projekt Red did after The Witcher 3. Witcher um, 3 on the Switch. Yeah, was announced Switcher in Nin- Nintendo's press conference. It was. A lot of things were announced at Nintendo's press conference, Okay, Tom. Nintendo's press conference, to begin with, I got a little excited when they said, we got something for everyone. Yes. Right? And then they showed RPG after RPG after strategy RPG, Animal Crossing and Smash Brothers. They showed a fucking Dark Crystal Final Fantasy Tactics! Yes. Ah! And that's, I saw Dark Crystal and I thought... I like Dark Crystal, yeah. and then I found out it was a strategy RPG. I'm terrible at strategy <laughs> RPGs. I'm still going to play that because it's Dark Crystal. Yeah. I don't know if that's exclusive. or It's probably going to be in everything. One I'm would assume sure. it's probably going to be on everything. Uh, it's time with a new Netflix series, which looks great. Yeah, to be honest with you, yeah. I was watching a stream where they were speculating over the top of it live, and they were like, yeah. oh, does this mean Netflix is finally coming to Switch? Oh, I hope so. It makes sense, wouldn't it? It would be very nice. Um, yes, Dark Crystal. Isn't it funny we're talking about a Dark Crystal game? Do you think we'd ever get to a point 
where a Dark Crystal video game is coming out for well, Nintendo. Well, I mean, do you ever think we get to the point where a Dark <laughs> yeah. Crystal TV series yeah. is being made it's, with actual puppets? Yeah, I'm very happy about it, but it's not something I... Well, I, I knew something was trying to get off the ground for years yeah. with Dark Crystal, but we're going off we Nintendo's are. press conference. Yeah, but um, I mean, you're excited about it. It's okay. Nintendo's press conference, right. I, I like the look of uh, Astral Chain still. Yeah, I think there's really cool. something about action games that are made by Platinum that always gets me excited, even though I never end up playing much of them. Um, I appreciate what Platinum do. I yes. like the style. I like the way the action plays out. I love this idea that you're chained to this creature that you can yep. use in battle. And to me, that's probably can, one of the most exciting things Nintendo have got. You can coming. also play it two player, apparently. I heard it's harder. Yes. Yes. Which is an interesting concept to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm still very curious about that uh, Demon X Machina uh, that you played. Yeah, after playing the demo, I, I've known. To me, it just looked like Zone of the Enders. So yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm on board. The demo put me off the game. I was excited and I played it. And I yeah. Thought, uh, speaking no. of uh, demos making you excited, what do you, what do you think of that Panzer Dragoon remake? Okay, cool, yeah. I mean, that game's got a beautiful visual style to begin with. Yeah. It looked good on Saturn. I mean, it was one of the really nice mm-hmm. done Saturn games, but mostly because of its style, wasn't it? It was like it was very otherworldly. Very Mobius. Very beautiful. To see that now with HD graphics, Yes. if they do it well... Then I think it's gonna be a great experience. Do you think they'll have the like Master Chief collection style thing where you can press the left bumper and it'll just look like four polygons? <laughs> hey, it, to give it its credit, it was one of the, especially Panzer Dragoon Two, one of the, the best looking Saturn games. Yes. Uh, the first one. Maybe I, to be honest, I was a bit now, disappointed it wasn't Saga. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Saga will that Christ. ever? I mean, if this sells enough, maybe, who knows? Maybe. But we have. Already had a more modern Panzer Dragoon. We have. We had Auto. I remember when... And there was like a... Blood Dragon or whatever that was what called. What was that? That was for Connect, wasn't it? Yeah. And did that ever come out? Yeah, it did. And apparently it's <laughs> also... It's really, really bad. Oh. Um, yeah. So uh, I think about Scalebound then. When you no. <laughs> mentioned Dragon. Well, I mean, that's supposedly back in the works, right? Is it? I think so. I'm sure there was some rumour floating around. That, yeah, Platinum. I'm sure Nintendo revived Scalebound. I'm sure there was something around I that. I felt like Scalebound just became Devil May Cry 5. but Probably, but no, it didn't apparently. There's there's some rumour floating around that it, it is okay. still there. So, uh, yeah, Nintendo. Go on, you tell me yeah. about Nintendo, Matt. Uh, well, I mean, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is coming out on everything. I looked at that and was like, oh yeah, shit, Dragon Quest Builders is out soon. I'm going to have to buy that. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3... I'm tepidly excited. Oh, yeah, because you played two. I didn't two, really like two. But you didn't like the 3DS-specific no, controls I didn't. and such. I, I also thought it was a bit of a long game. Now it's not on 3DS. No, it And they're adding some new ideas in there. Yes. So, mm, look I, nice. I, I don't thought. know. I will I will wait uh, I'm not a huge to, fan for reviews. I love the Ma- first uh, game. Mansion, I thought the first but... game was very cool, but it's because it's a short little vignette of a game that I think yeah. works really well. Yeah. And when you have to bolster that out to like 12 hours or whatever the 3DS Why one is. Why are we getting more sequels to Luigi's Mansion and not some sequels to some other Nintendo franchises, which we're sorely missing, it, in my opinion. I know I may be in a minority, but F-Zero yeah, man. should be back by now. It should. I mean, that skipped alas. the Wii as well, didn't it? It did, yeah. And then again, I'm a fan of Wave Racing 1080, but I like racing games. And if I've got a criticism of Nintendo's press conference... I can't remember a single racing game in that press conference. No, me neither. So saying you've got something for everyone, Nintendo, I think uh, it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> and not all people who like fighting games like Smash Brothers. What do you mean, Tom? What do you mean? Are you not <laughs> excited that uh, all of the heroes from the Dragon Quest That's games? cool. I mean, I'm Banjo-Kazooie! Very... Okay, so Banjo-Kazooie was great. I mean, I, I'm really happy about that announcement, but I can't get that excited. Because you can't play Smash Brothers. Because I don't want to play Smash Brothers. <laughs> but you could now, Tom, and you could have Pixus attacking people. I, I like Sight the Hedgehog. I like Ken and Ryu from Street Fighter. But, you know, I still don't like Smash Brothers. I like the idea of playing of Bayonetta. Even at the point where it was on the Wii U, I, yes. I downloaded Bayonetta just yes. to have a little go with. And I think the same would happen with Banjo-Kazooie. I'd get the game, have a little go with Banjo, and then remind myself, remind I don't like Smash <laughs> Brothers, yeah. and probably never play it again. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. So, yeah, it's cool. And I like the way it was introduced, Nintendo tongue-in-cheek, uh, yeah, teasing with, with the, the duck and dog thing. being and a troll. I actually thought for a second that was it. They were just oh, having a hoping. nice stab. I was, I was hoping but, so. But I, then I thought, no, Nintendo aren't going to do that i was hoping they were having a nice stab and then they would announce someone else i was really hoping oh yeah yeah 
I was, I was. It'd have to be someone pretty cool. Yeah. After they've teased Banjo. Yeah, I mean, could be another character from a rare game, like Conker. <laughs> Let's be honest, they're at the bottom of the barrel, anyways. What Banjo? All of all of the Dragon Quest heroes. All oh, the Dragon Quest ones. <laughs> um, you're not so excited about that. I don't like Smash Brothers, so it doesn't really no, appeal to me. No, neither do anyways. I. Oh well, let's stop talking about Smash yeah. Brothers. It's a waste of time. Have <laughs> you? Uh, did you? Were you enticed by and did you purchase Cadence of Hyrule? No, uh, I even didn't buy the original game when it was Crypt on offer the for like next to nothing. Have you seen that? Eighty yes. percent off on these. Yeah. Uh, I have to prioritize games I'm more interested Crypt in. Crypt of the Necrodancer is not a bad game. I'm sure it's a good game. Not something I feel like I want to get play at the minute. Have so you can... have you tried it? No, I've not tried it. I think I have it because I think it was free with PlayStation Plus. Okay, I'm oh. sure it's good. But the um, the Zelda spin-offs like a full price thing, isn't it? Or yeah, well, I mean, 20, well, quid, I mean 25. Like twenty quid. But I mean, yeah. Crypto the Necrodancer was as well. Just wait, it'll come down eventually. I'm sure. Uh, as will I'm sure. But I, I, I just bought it because I was like, oh my god, collection oh. of mana. Okay, well you are an RPG fan. I, you I, have fond memories of Mana. People on this podcast, it is no secret that I really like Secret of Mana. Do I you know. like Final Fantasy Adventure? I, I do, yeah. It's oh, not yeah. a bad game. Yeah. I haven't covered it on Biographic yet, but it's not a bad game. Uh, it's actually one of the first Game Boy RPGs I played because I could buy it in the UK. Uh, yeah. Actually, I bought it as Final Fantasy Adventure, yeah. not Mr. Quest. As it How came about out Trials of, of Mana? Now, oh! have you played the original before or not? Uh, I played the fan translation yeah. way, way back, yeah. but I that was when I was like 11. It was like when it came out. What's the Japanese title? Can you remember? Uh, Densetsu Saika? and Densetsu 3. Yes. Yeah. But it isn't called anything of Mana. It's just called Saika and Densetsu 3. Yeah, but now we've got time. Trials of Mana. Trials of Mana. Because Trials is a popular RPG trope, because there's the Trials series of RPGs. Yes. Um, I forget who developed them. Trials of the Sky, Sky and Trials all of this of kind the... of stuff. It's X-Seed put it out, but I can't remember the developer. Yeah, um, yeah they exist. Uh, I, I Actually, I haven't started that game yet, because I want to really sit down and play it. I had Vesperia out of the library, and I'd already started that. So I was like, okay, I'll give this the benefit of the doubt. Mana, mana, mana. And the, the, mana, 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 the mana, reimagining mana, mana. looks like a little more of a next-level reimagining than perhaps Secret Mana. Yes. Uh, remaster, whatever you want to call it. Yes. It Some might yeah. say, Tom Parry, yeah. that they, they said they want to bring the glory back to Secret of Mana, and I was like, yes, please. I'll buy, I'll buy four copies. But you wouldn't that... Um, unhappy with the. Uh, I, I think version. the I think the remake of Secret Mana was fine. To be Pretty honest with you, yeah. I think people were expecting it to be a modernization, as I said in the podcast. Yeah. But it's a very much a beat for beat remake of that game. Mm. So, yeah, that looks good. Uh, I have it. I will play it eventually, and I will get that new Mana game when it comes out, if it's any good. Uh, Animal Crossing being delayed breaks my heart because I thought that was going to be my my winter chill game, but it isn't coming out until next year. And it's a summery looking thing where you're on a desert island, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it looks like you are actually just being like sent into the middle of nowhere, and then you slowly build a town up. Which, to be honest with you, probably is more interesting than the original Animal in Crossing. The, in, the, in this day and age of like Minecraft, yeah. uh, oh, by the way, Minecraft Dungeons looks excellent. Uh, the the new Minecraft game they announced at the Microsoft press conference. Okay, yeah, um, I vaguely remember. Minecraft up, Minecraft like dungeon exploring RPG. So you're building dungeons like D and D. That looks really cool. Mm. Um, you are, you know, in this age of Stardew and everything else, you are essentially you're making the whole town and not just like making a small area yeah. that you're doing. You're gonna construct everything. Like, and are you happy and... about that? That it's a bit different, or would you I have preferred very... something closer? No, to I'm very previous... excited to be honest with you. I was a bit more worried that they were gonna go the either more towards Pocket Camp the, the okay. game the that phone. you had on the phones yeah. I wasn't really that fond of yeah. or Happy Home Design Academy where yeah. it would make it all about your interior and giving you a bigger mm. house to design which mm. never really appealed to me so the idea of right then, this is going to sound like the most stupid thing in the world since buying a house Tom Parry since being an active person who was making a garden like and actually like having to mow my lawn and ha- planting things. Ooh, it gives you a great degree of satisfaction, I imagine. It's really Hard work, made me but... want to play Harvest Moon. Oh, right, okay. So that's interesting that you've got the real-life yeah. outlet now, but you want to go back and play a virtual version yeah. of it. Yeah. Because I'd have thought it would be the opposite way No, around. it's just like me. I was mowing my garden, and I, I, 
weirdly enough i was like i need a hoe i haven't got a hoe the, uh, the hoe is the tool i would use to oh, do this job in harvest tools moon now yeah you're gonna get more tools i've got to buy more tools <laughs> a more hedge cutter <laughs> fucking wild uh yeah so it, it, it's really <laughs> weird that i really want to play stardew or something i was like actually you know what i'm gonna wait for animal crossing you got a well while to wait i have unfortunately but okay. that, that's life uh but yeah i i i'm, I'm not a fan of theories so yeah. yeah, that wasn't for me. But speaking of a, a, a fan, you are somewhat of a fan of, or at least a developer, No More Heroes Three. Ah, yes. Uh, Actually, No More Heroes after them selling that Travis Strikes Back game or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, that weird one that they yes, released. Yes, The that, studio yes. was just like, "Hey, buy this, and I'll make a No More Heroes Three. And he has. Yeah, now he has. Yeah. Yeah. Studio Fifty One. Yeah. I mean. It, yeah, wonderful uh, imagination on that guy, and I'm interested in anything that he uh, that he makes. So, yes, I'm sure No More Heroes Three will be great. For I'm not, I can't say I'm really a fan of the series. Or I appreciate what he does in those games. Did they re-release those games on the Switch? Not to my knowledge. PS Three got a version yeah. of the second. Yeah, but I think but the first. I don't think it did. The first still exclusive to Wii. I think. Isn't that weird? You know, you thought maybe rather than make that spin-off game, they would have just re-released the old yeah. ones. And yeah, maybe they'll still do that ahead of three. Yeah, my but phone died, so I can't tell you if that exists or well, not. It's a um, it's a cool franchise, and I've played a bit of them in the past, but it's no Shadow of the Damned. No. Uh, Shinji um, Mikami yes. Yes, is coming back with a new game. It's not a Switch game, though, is it? Oh, it's, it's the... No, I don't know. I haven't heard about the Shimiji Mikami game. What is it? Oh, he's not making another Evil Within. He's doing another one. Tokyo, um, is it something like Ghosts in Tokyo or something? If only you had an iPad in front oh, of yeah. Tom oh, Harry. Sorry. But you're going to have to say something while I'm, I'm frantically looking up this uh, new game. So he's From Tango Soft, Gameworks, Softworks? I can't remember okay, interesting. Because I, I was going to say, oh yeah, but it's a rhythm game. But no, that's the... It's Amora, uh, the Final Fantasy guy who's making you, a rhythm game. Did you want to say anything more about Nintendo before we move on to this? I don't think so. I mean, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 doesn't really bother me that much. I'm sure it'll be good for the people who like those games. Oh, yeah. And I can't really think of anything else that was announced there. I was like, oh my days! Wow. Like, Mario Maker's out in like a week. So I'm I'm going to get Mario Maker. But it's coming out at the same time as Judgment. So. Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. No, I have not yeah, seen this. opening for Alcohol and Polygon there. Interesting. Is this another survival horror game? Or you know what? I don't know. Good. <laughs> I know You've just he's know... got a new game coming out. It's probably going to be good. One would assume it's probably um, survival horror. But there, but there were some um, headlines about the one of the ladies who designed on the game uh, made an appearance at E three, and a lot of people thought she was really cool. Okay. Because she was like really fun presenting or something. I didn't read the articles, but I saw her all over Twitter. Where photos was it? Of her. Where was it presented? Bethesda, probably. Oh, I because didn't Bethesda see, published. I didn't see Bethesda's yeah, press conference. I didn't, I didn't see. I didn't see Square Enix's either. However, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake looks fucking amazing. Okay. Play the death. Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, how do you feel about it being just in Midgar? Is that correct? Midgar's still a big chunk of that. Yeah, game. it's still a big chunk of it. But um, the fact that I've heard rumours of it taking two Blu-rays. Yes, I, I've I've also heard it's going to take two Blu-rays, and that has surprised me no end. But then again, like half the first disc is essentially you being in Midgar. Um. Also, just like a lot of the stuff they seem to be doing of making those boss battles seem a lot more epic than they actually were is pretty fucking cool. Like fighting that scorpion robot and it running across the walls of yeah. the side of the reactor. And was the like, music's oh my God. so good, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. The music is outstanding. So I I don't know. I'm excited for it. Like, I did they announce a release date? next year it's next year yeah. but like they didn't give any more than that right the weird thing for me tom parry with that is going to be if it's coming out on the ps4 undoubtedly by the time they make the second bit it'll be ready for ps5, PS5 and will so why buy it on ps4 if inevitably you're going to get it again on ps5 yeah I, I guess maybe it's just the cost of development for this game is very high okay so i'm watching this tokyo ghosts trailer a lot of people just disappeared their clothes they they literally like their clothes were there and the camera went behind a pillar and then their clothes dropped oh. on the ground and there was a dog 
just walking we through done a live the Shinjuku crossing. Of the press uh, conference. Not that there are some people. There are some people left alive. Oh, they skeletons, Tom. I don't think we're doing a good job of selling this game. Yet. No, it looks pretty cool. Uh, actually, I would I would say to you, hey, maybe check out this trailer. I don't yeah. know what. Ghostwire Tokyo. Tokyo Ghost Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. He said, "Oh, that Shinto shrine's closing down. Oh, oh, oh what's going on? Ghost in Tokyo? Did there's I lo- call it? There's a. <laughs> it's not Ghost on Mars. It isn't Ghost on. Oh, no, there's a <laughs> Ghost on Mars is the worst film I've ever seen. This looks very interesting. Um, I hope it isn't like." Just a janky third-person action adventure. That's all I will say. Because they've had enough of them. Yes. Unless they're unless their shows are damned. That guy's now got magic, and I'm really confused. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm gonna play it to death. Uh, much like I, w- I will anything that is to do with Final Fantasy VII, even if he doesn't deserve it. That was my interpretation of the battle music. So I I was talking to you about Final Fantasy VII earlier, and you're like, oh yeah, I don't really know it that well. No, and then like you love the music, you've got the bloody theme song theme as your PlayStation Four theme. You can enjoy music, but not necessarily love the film or game or whatever. Play the game. Got it on my PS4, yeah. I know you have, I see you got the theme. But now I've started nine uh, on the Switch. Okay. And you know what I can game. say about nine? Because I'm a late comer Nine's to this. Nine's a really good game. Yeah. Uh, I tried to play it on the PS3 using yeah. the uh, PS1 Classics yeah. version. And I always felt it looked a bit muddy, a bit messy yes. on the TV. And then playing this one on the Switch, the characters look really sharp. Yeah. Back- Backgrounds aren't like very high resolution. No, well, or I mean that's how it is, of course. But the characters look great, and I think this is the most playable version of it that I've come across. I love Final Fantasy. So really good. I like the storybook nature of it. I like the relatively simple setup. These yes. guys who want to kidnap this princess turns yes. out the princess wants to escape anyway, yes. and she ends up coming with them, and their airship crashes. That's what yes. I'm up to. They've just escaped from the city, yes, the kingdom, yes, whatever. and there's this. Uh, Queen, yes. the evil queen. She yes, yeah. and uh, Kuja, her assistant guy, who is also a weird monkey person like Zidane. Mm. Um, I like the characters. In this. I like this. Uh, is it Steiner? The, yes, the knight, Steiner the knight, who's uh, very loyal to his princess. Yes, yeah. Garnet and Vivi, the little Vivi, black yeah. mage, and yeah, yeah. who kind of falls into this whole thing. He does. Really, yeah, bless he? him. Yeah, he, he doesn't even really want to get involved and. His arc in that storyline is amazing. Like, mm. Vivi is such a cool character. Yeah. Oh, Final Fantasy IX is a good game. Yeah, so... I'm got time! I've, ah! started, I've started nine. Now, you're telling me to play seven, and I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> okay. They are two very different games. I've played a bit of... The one I've played the most of, funny enough, is eight. So I can yeah. compare all three, because we can talk about that. Right. Oh, God, Tom Perry, this podcast is already 42 minutes in, and now we're talking about comparisons of Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9. Right, okay. <laughs> let's do this quickly so okay, we can talk about what you bought that. and played. Seems that yeah. we said right up front, oh, we're not going to talk about E3, and then we oh, spent yeah. almost an hour talking about E3. Right. <laughs> Oops. Final Fantasy 7 uh, is very much a. A story about the planet and the planet going the to shit and corporations and also pollution. Yes, um, it, it starts that way. It, it gets very in depth about. It, it's very much a story about who people are and who people want to be and who people want to be perceived as. It's a very good combat system. The material system in that game allows you essentially to be able to customize your party so it's not necessarily, oh, I need the black mage or I need the knight. It is, hey, who do I like as a character? These people all have very strong personalities. I can use Tiffa, I can use Barrett, I can use Sid if I really want to. I don't even need to use Cloud, who is the main hero, so he can swap like in and out to my party. <laughs> Yes, it is very much... But, oh, because Pokemon have types. I, yeah. Like, this game, the material system, allows you to do very cool things and everyone can be anything. So you can assign certain... Uh, it's like the, is that the job system or what? It is... 
Yeah, but even less basic than that because people, like, you give them, if you want their defense to be high, you make sure you just equip them with defensive equipment. Like, you can literally, they are they are pawns. You can do whatever this you want. This is where them. the gameplay exists in these kind of yes. games, isn't it? It's yes. how you customize a team and it's the battling. Yes. And then the story is the story. And, yeah, the what am I trying to say? Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> the story is fucking brilliant. In a way that a lot of things have tried to rip off the story of Final Fantasy VII. And anytime I play a JRPG now, I'm like, is this trying to be Final Fantasy Cloud VI or VII? is a member of Soldier, is that right? Yes, he is. is, he, is so he's a soldier? Um, is he, he is an elite soldier. He isn't just like... A, you've played a little is bit of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, was he like made in a lab? Oh God, right! Who's spoilers for Final Fantasy. Spoilers for Final Fantasy VII. I apologize for this twenty-five-year-old game. Skip the next five minutes. Cloud is a soldier. Soldier is an elite squadron of uh, Shinra's personal military. Shinra are the bad guys. Shinra are the bad guys. They own the reactors. They are sucking Marco energy out of the planet. All these terms—they are familiar to me. Right. Yes. So the thing you need to know about Cloud is, uh, I don't, I kind of don't want to tell you because it kind of spoils the story. Okay, let's not do that. Yeah, but, but I know ne- there's something about Cloud and Sethoroth, right, and their relationship with each other, which is important to the so, story. Right. Is that okay. I'm not, okay. I won't get into the 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 super like detailed revelations of that game because they're so fucking good. Okay. I know that Ares dies. Yeah, Ares dies. Um, <laughs> spoilers. Um, yeah, Ares dies. Essentially, you meet Ares. Cla- oh, Ares. I said Ares, yeah. like the star sign. Yeah. I apologize. Um, <laughs> it's technically Aerith, if we go with okay. Japanese. Uh, she, she is like she is one of the ancients. She is descended from this long She's a magic lost girl. line of like magic people, essentially. Yeah. She, well, that's normal Final Fantasy, isn't it? The female magic user. Yeah, but I mean, this is a this is less of a world grounded in magic. It is Mm. very much, you know, like you could imagine this being a world that would happen in like a hundred years' time, where everyone lives Ah. in these mega cities and is doing all these other um, things. Square addressing uh, the future within Final Fantasy and updating it for the modern PlayStation. Some might say that it was perhaps a a rather cynical view by uh, the creators of that game as to where Tokyo was going. Yeah. Because nuclear reactors, Marco reactors, everything else. Like, a lot of Japanese RPGs kind of So it's of a game which definitely has something to say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cloud is a soldier. Um, he is, when he is elevated to the rank of, like, soldier, when he becomes uh, this epic dude, he goes to <laughs> Nibelheim. epic dude, I like that. Nibelheim? Yeah. <laughs> probably pronouncing it wrong. I call it Nibelium when I was a kid, but it's like Nibelheim. It's like a German town in the mountains. Okay. That's where Tiffa lives. That's where Cloud is from originally. Oh, yeah. And so they go there, and there is a mansion there, and there in this mansion is the remnants of an ancient called Genova. I haven't got up to this bit yet. Essentially, Genova is... She's somewhat of a god, and from yeah. her DNA, all of the other souls... Like, they've been injecting Genova cells of this, like, is fallen Cloud god. Is Cloud did Genova's witness? <sighs> no, it's a bad joke, Tom Perry. <laughs> he... They've been injecting these cells of Genova that have been modified into people uh, to make them soldiers, to make them like crazy strong. Oh, okay, users. I see where you're going with this. And yeah. as a result of that, it turns out that Sethiroth is you got a hard to pronounce a genetically name, modified child oh, yeah. who was like made with Genova cells by this crazy yeah. scientist. Sounds about Hojo. right. <laughs> he. He goes from being like this amazing super soldier who everyone loves. Is he like um, Mewtwo? No, not really. He's sort of like, I, I mean, I mean in a theoretically, lab. yes. Am I human? Yes. What is my but, purpose? Yeah, he goes nuts. Essentially, yeah. like as you would yeah. if you were told, like he was, you know, he was a, he was the, he was a poster child for Shinra's soldier thing. I'm like, oh wow, it sounds very interesting. You know? I like the sound of he's it. He's a, he's an amazing soldier, and then he goes to this mansion and. You find you you get summoned there because there's Don't something tell me in this too mansion. Much, man. I'm this is the first disc. This is not you, you find this out immediately after you leave Midgard. You have this flashback sequence. He you go there, you beat this monster thing. He has like he has weird flashbacks. He's like, shit, I've been here before. Like, mm. why have I been here before? Mm. And then he go you find this secret underground passage mm. because there's a reactor in Nibelheim, uh, like a Marco <laughs> reactor. 
and you find this passage and it's like a library and he locks himself in there and he spends days and days reading, reading. these books in this library which are Hojo's like scientific journals of what was happening yeah, yeah. and he finds out that he's a clone and he loses his mind and he realizes that under the reactor is the body of Genova. Like this this ancient, like godlike creature is what is powering this the is reactor all very in the town. Evangelion kind of Yeah, and so I he start he tells Cloud, I'm going to get mother and you're like, Oh dear Mother. Yeah. And oh he great. loses it and he goes there and he gets Genova and Cloud stops him. Yeah. But Cloud gets injured and Cloud thinks he's killed Sethiroth. But when you're in when you're in Midgar, like when you're freeing everyone and you get out of Midgar, Cloud has a weird like, oh shit, I need to open the doors and like Cloud starts getting controlled by something and it turns out that Jenova is in the Shinra headquarters and Sethiroth kills everyone in the Shinra headquarters and steals Jenova. And that's why he has to tell everyone, like, look, this dude's crazy. He's now got this really powerful beast thing. Like a nature. Yeah, but it's like nature got it's like nature gone wrong. Like Jenova uh. is like pure evil, but also really powerful. Like there's loads of backstory there, but I'm forgetting. I haven't played it in a while. Okay, well that that's certainly very exciting. It is an incredible story. And And there's also more sorry. to it that I couldn't get into. Do you feel now like mind. with graphics at the level they are that it's gonna be maybe an even more palatable experience seeing the characters rendered as they are now. Or were you was it a fine story when they looked as they did, you know? Not many polygons, uh, kind of uh, smaller right. squat. This is versions. another conversation in itself yeah. because Sorry, I was just curious. Uh, if if we're talking about this, right, I think the the undoing of Final Fantasy in my eyes has been Final Fantasy 1 through, I would argue, up until 9. I think at 10 is the point where they start to lose it a little bit. Mm. Uh, when they start doing the spirits within and Square decides internally, we want to tell amazing stories that look incredible. Yeah. Because before that, Final Fantasy, the original game, hasn't really got much of a story. 2 has more of 1, 3 has 1, and 4, 5, and 6. And slowly the story ramps up and becomes the very important thing about Final Fantasy that sets it across aside from Dragon Quest. Before that, Final Fantasy, it's two main things it has going for it. Yes, it has always looked relatively nice compared to the console it's on. But Final Fantasy was all about the combat and all mm. about the story. It doubled down on those two things. It was like, the combat system is going to be the best of any JRPG series, and we're going to tell fantastic stories. Yeah. Seven, eight, and nine are kind of the point where they start going, oh, wow, we can use this technology to tell really, really good stories. I mean, we the cutscenes. A lot of things through cutscenes that look amazing. Yeah. And if you look at some of Final Fantasy VII's, they've clearly, like, they've got their A-team working on some cutscenes that look fantastic for PS1 graphics, and then they're like, oh, shit, we haven't got the time and budget to do this cutscene, and so the cutscene style's really inconsistent while they're trying to figure out how they want to render the cutscenes. Yeah, and, and then eight's on another level. It is incredible. In terms of cutscenes. Yes. It yeah. also was a very interesting story. Um, and the combat system for that is the focus. Like the, the draw system is really cool. Eight in-game graphics as well with the texture mapping and the amount of detail in, yes. in the in-game graphics. At the time, for me, it was like one of them. I was an N64 guy. And I saw Final Fantasy VIII and thought, wow, yeah, that's got something. It yeah. really has got a lot of detail in it and... Uh, presentation there's lots of cool things it does lots of mysterious things that are present in like final fantasy like you get in the the bottle with diablo in and you can you can you get this item like right at the start of the game hmm. and you're like what the fuck do i do with this and then if you figure it out you get into a battle with a really powerful summon and it kills you okay. and you're like shit i'm not powerful enough to do this why would they give me this right at the start of and the game? gun blades are cool yeah gun blades oh, gun blades <laughs> are so cool gun blades are awesome and that introduction that that introduction yeah, that is introduction. the best introduction of any game I've ever played. Yeah. It's so, so are you good. happy that eight's coming back in a remastered form? Uh, remastered, right. not remade. Right then. Let's say I like eight a lot, and I'm talking a lot about. It has been missing from the, the re-release. Yeah, so eight's point. a weird thing because I, I know a lot of people who prefer Final Fantasy eight VII to seven. Like mm. I think they came out around the same time. Like 
either people got loved eight who didn't I like think seven it's what you or the played other way around. first you know because if you were a little late to playstation maybe you eight was the first one you played yeah. for me eight was the first one i played on playstation yeah. not seven yeah so i bought a playstation for seven yeah i get. i guess eight for me is slightly nostalgic i loved it um, i played it a lot but that's weird that's the thing about final fantasy games even though maybe the game you played isn't the best in the series yeah it's the first one you played. Yeah. Like, 5 is the first, like, Super Nintendo one I played. Yeah. And therefore, I really like 5. I mean, five's a good game. And then I kind of have a nostalgia for 8. But I'm very interested in 9 as well. That is why oh, I'm nine. playing that at the minute. 9 is I a I like the way it looks. It's very fairy tale. Yes. Uh, storybook yes. kind of world. 9 for me is them trying to say, okay, we've gone very futuristic with yeah. the series in 7 and 8. Let's, Let's take back. it back to basics. And so yeah. it is set in a fancy world. Back to basics. Again. Yeah, it, it does some weird things. Like some of the world is very strange. Like, you know, it's very fairy tale. Yet yeah, you've got all these giant like airship stations and things. Yeah. Great design uh, across all three of the games we've yes. just been talking about. So, uh, yeah. And then after that, 10 comes out. They realize they can do all these crazy F&V things. They start giving everyone voice acting and... 10, I remember as being the game which made me also again think, oh, yeah, PlayStation 2. Yeah. You know, having a Dreamcast and. I'm yeah, not, the Dreamcast, yeah. I'm really not a big fan of 10. Yeah. Um, but even though, maybe not a fan of the game so much, but at least visually, it was very attractive. Visually, it's really cool. Yeah. Like, I, I played it, I beat it. Like, I bought it again when it came out on the PS4. Like,. Mm. I have that game. Ten was the water, watery one, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it is. The watery I just, Final Fantasy. I just don't like the game. I just, I don't know what it is. Sphere Grid is a very cool idea. Yeah. I just, 10-2? I, I like the characters. No. Um, 10-2 is actually better in my eyes than 10. I think the, okay. the, the dress system there. And then we, get, there. we go on from uh, there. We don't need to cover every Final no, Fantasy. 12 is, 12 is currently out on the Switch. I've yeah. heard nothing but good things about 12. I really want to the play PS2 it. The PS2 game. Yeah, however, it? the combat system is that of Final Fantasy 11, which is like you can run around and it's still... Hey, we're doing a whole overview of Final Fantasy I know, now. We better stop. I know. Let's stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, 7, 8, thank 9 you. are very good games. Thank you for that, Matt. Play 7. You can tell Matt's very like, passionate play about se- the, the series. Oh, you have no idea how good the story is in seven. So is nine. In I all think fairness. a lot of people do. I think maybe yeah. a lot of people in this are well aware how good seven God, is. God, I'm gonna go download Final Fantasy Seven after this. I want to go yeah. play Final Fantasy Seven. Oh my God, it's such a good game. Anyways, you gonna play on your Switch or your PS4? Right then, you know why I'm gonna play. Because it's on discount on Switch at the minute. It's like ten quid or something. I think. Yeah, it's 10 quid. Oh, well, I'm gonna, I guess I'm playing it on Switch. I wanted to play it on PS4 because I want that bloody theme. Oh, that seems nice. Well, actually, I know what I can do. I can just log into your PS4 oh, and download it. Did you log in with me yesterday? By accident, by yes. yes. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Tangent. Unfortunately, the camera thinks I'm you sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. we're very similar. So it goes. Anyways. Um, God, we just we just talk, went off on a big I random think it, tangent. I you, know, you talk about what you're passionate about. Yeah, because <laughs> oh he makes the best sort of, makes the best podcast. I'm going to tell you about Final Fantasy VII off the air because, like, there is a because I, I know you don't never tell gonna, me to you're hang never on. Gonna play it. Hang on, I think you don't give me enough credit there. Tom Harry, it's like a 60 hour RPG. You're Wait, not going to play it. Imagine if I do that in my lifetime. If I finish a long, hey, hey, I finished load of Pokemon games. C- combine the hours I've spent playing Pokemon. Yeah, and I can easily. I will right RPG. then. I will buy you a Nintendo Switch eShop card as an early birthday present if you promise to buy and play Final Fantasy VII. I got it on the PS4. I know, but you can have it on the Switch and then you can actually play it on the go. You think about it. But then again, I don't know if it, I'll play it anymore because I'm playing nine. Are you Remember? playing nine on the Switch? I'm playing nine on the Switch. <sighs> nine is also a really good game. Okay. Uh, I just play nine for now, but very nice thought. Thank you. Okay, Matthew. I will. I will. Yeah. I can play seven and uh, yes. That, that's, I also playing uh, Persona 4. <laughs> oh, your travel game. That's my other one, isn't it? On the Vita. I haven't wow. played it for a while. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, RPGs. I <laughs> hope they release Persona 4 on the Switch. Yeah, that'd be that'd I would be like cool. that. Uh, have we got much time left? Well, we I mean, we've, say... we've done this for an hour, Tom. Oh. Like... Can I just harp on about my most uh, enjoyable game experience that I've had recently? Go for it, because I haven't had any. Uh, Star Wars Race of Revenge. It's a PS2 game. It's right. been re-released on the PS4. I have not felt an adrenaline rush playing a game 
like that for a long time. Yeah. And I could not stop playing it today until I finished the whole game. Um, you owned this on the PS2, though. I did you? have a PS2 copy, but my disc didn't work. Ah, okay. Um, so I got it, uh, downloaded it, and it's like if initially it feels like a cut back version of the N64 game. Yeah. It feels like a little more streamlined. There's not as much uh, attention or maybe love given to it. You feel at first. Does it actually? Um, because it, it it's set during episode two, right? Anakin Skywalker yeah. is no longer a child; he's yeah. actual Anakin yeah. Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it have a narrative where it's like, oh, while well, Anakin Skywalker was looking no. for his mother and killing Sam, there's people, no like he went and scenes or anything. It's all about the gameplay. Okay. And actually, when I say the game didn't feel like it had as much love put into it as the original did. When you complete it, you get the whole like art book of all the new worlds they've created. And what's yeah. nice about this game is they actually went in and did new planets. Rather than repeat the planets that were in um, Episode 1 Racer, yeah. they've actually gone to new new places. That's cool. Like where the Gamorreans come from, the Gamorrean yeah. pig guards. They go to their planet. There's, uh, I, f- I think there's stuff on Man Calamari, which might have been on the first one. But yeah. I'll let that slide. But it does feel fresh. And it's a little bit more direct in the way it controls as well. You don't have to push forward on the stick when you boost like you did in the original. You just have a button for boost. And what it becomes when you play the game is a battle of keeping your pod together as you race. And that makes it so exciting because you're having to boost, repair, boost, repair. It's a very unique uh, racing game. And the races get so um, close. I've not played a racing game where you actually felt repeatedly challenged so well yeah the the difficulty the progression of it is very good Mm -hmm. right down to the wire yeah and i also feel that the races are a lot more aggressive than the original yeah and there is you can do ko's and there is an emphasis to do that because water will give you more money Uh, after the race if you yeah if you manage to smash up enough pods it's incredibly hard to do in a race there's an achievement for doing seven ko's in a race i've got four in my whole playtime. And I've played through some tracks numerous times because, as I say, it's very hard. Yeah. But um, it, it's such a buzz. It's so fast as well. I miss fast racing games. It's just like, like F-Zero. That. That's why you're hankering for that. Yeah. Um, maybe the visuals aren't amazing. Oh, it's a PS2 game, isn't it? Like, yeah, but the character visuals are some of the best, especially now you see them on the PS4 and they're quite sharp. Yeah. The character models for all the pod racers... But the aliens, the new alien designs are good as well. There's yeah. some new characters. And Watto, when you meet, because after the race, you go to the junkyard and you can buy upgrades for your pod. That's always been a part of Pod yeah. Racer. Uh, Watto looks amazing. The 3D model they've got of him is just... It's probably like they probably made a really nice model in the first place. And they're just like, okay, we can just update the textures and it'll look cool. It looks so good. Um, doesn't have quite the charm of the original. Yeah. But it's a very fun game. It, Criticism of the game, sometimes you get stuck on things, okay. you know, and that is so frustrating when you've been, because the game is so um, so difficult, you you mess up, get stuck on an object, you've lost, yeah. sometimes you feel that you've lost the race. Sometimes that's not the case, you can recover, but it's, it's so much fun. I really, now you're saying this, I've just had a wave of nostalgia for the original. Yeah. I would love to go to a, a place a new one. where they had the arcade I, yeah, I never played the arcade. A lot of people said oh to me it's very difficult God. to play, though. It's so good. It's so cool to be in the pod racer and have yeah. it move and stuff. Because I think a lot of the charm is also it's part of Star Wars world. You've got the soundtrack yeah. and uh, those great locations and creatures and the designs of the pods and everything. It's it's other it's world building, so it's yeah. a different world. And uh, I was saying to you earlier, there's actually a wonderful um, end scene yeah. Uh, which is something I miss from video games, especially now video games are harder and harder to play all the way through. Yes. Um, back in the olden days of gaming, to get yeah. to the end of the game and see the final cutscene mm-hmm. was felt like a really special experience. And the fact that they put the extra effort into this cutscene to make it special was just, I got a real buzz out of it. Yeah. Oh, I haven't felt that feeling since I was a kid. Oh, I've got the, I've come to the end of the game. What do I get? Oh, I get this really cool cutscene where me, the character I played as Team Topagalees, yeah. visits Jabba's palace, talks to Jabba the Hutt, gets a trophy from him, and it's quite an elaborate little scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a very fitting end to a very, very enjoyable game. Not without its flaws, as I say. Sometimes the tracks, you do get stuck on things and that's annoying. But for the most part, it's uh, the 
rather well designed. How maybe a bit much? bland, some of them, but yeah. How much is it? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do know that uh, Limited Run, they announced this at E3, yeah. are re releasing some of these physically. Okay. They've got a license to release the Star Wars games. Oh, okay, that's cool. And I think they're going as far back as stuff like Dark Forces or TIE Fighter oh. or things like that. No, I think, don't do TIE Fighter, they're doing Dark Forces. Oh, I might buy Dark Forces. I think, because I saw like a video where it's they showed clips game, but I might buy from the forces. games. And I swear I saw Podracer in there. Now, whether it was the original or the sequel, I'm not sure. Yeah. But the sequel is well worth playing. If you've been on the fence about it or you didn't know it existed like I didn't for the longest time. Yeah, they didn't really release Podracer on the... PS4 though, right? Mm, yeah, that's the one I'm playing. No, but I'm saying like original Podracer. Uh, not that I know of. But I, I imagine it then it's probably not going to get a limited run, is it? Like if it's well, not... they didn't release Dark Forces on the PS4, so I feel like they're actually going back to back catalog stuff that wasn't released, re-released, and even doing that. Oh, I'd be really excited by that. Yeah. Wow. So look it up. I can't be sure of all the facts regarding that because I haven't read the press release. I just oh, saw man, a trailer. Shadows the Empire. It's not a good game, Tom, but I want it. Yeah, I, I'd like um, a physical version of Race of Revenge, actually, even though I've got it on PS2. Yeah, I don't know. If they, if they do something nice with it, the packaging and stuff. Yeah. Because um, I, I love the pod What the hell stuff. is the name of that racing game where everyone's like super deformed? Oh, Super Bombad Racing. Yeah, Super Bombad Racing. <laughs> I don't think that's going to get no, released. Knights of what you call it? Knights of the Old Republic. No, not Knights <laughs> of the Old Republic. The fighting game. Oh, Masters of Terris Masters Terris Cassie. I think Thank Matt was what it's Yeah. Called. Oh God, I hope. Oh yeah. well, the possibilities. There's been plenty of bad Star Wars games. Yeah, time. but they've done a deal with Lucasfilm to not Lucas. Would it be Lucas? I assume so. Yeah. Yeah, Lucasfilm. Yeah, to to re-release some of these games physically on uh, modern platforms. Yeah, yeah it would be Lucasfilm because LucasArts doesn't exist anymore. I wonder if they would actually publish them under the LucasArts name. Who knows? Who knows? But um, yeah, that's my game of the week, if uh, if we could call it that. Okay. Um, my game of the week is something I meant to cover for Biographic before I went to Italy, and I have not. Um, it is called Gojira Kun. Uh, it is a, a Godzilla game for the Game Boy. Um, there is a Godzilla game for the Game Boy, Tom Parry. You can buy it. It's in English. However, if you play the original Japanese version, uh, it's a lot better because the sprites are cuter and it moves faster and is a load of crap. There we go. That's a biographic I haven't done. Wow. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. yeah, they edit the sprites for some reason and it doesn't make any sense. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Also, Tales of Vesperia has got voice acting now, so you should go play that if you haven't. Oh, no, I've played that. On Another RPG. You've given me too many RPGs to play. It's not It's not great. It, no. It, it's not aged well, should uh, we say, Tales of Vesperia, but... Okay. Well, there's plenty of other things we could talk about, but I think we've come to uh, a an hour and six minutes. End See, this is the thing: we're episode. not podcasting as frequently, so we yeah. are running over time. So much to say. I could talk about Shenmue three, but I can't because we've run out. We'll of time. do it next time, Tom. Um, it's okay. Games, yeah. Games, games, great, games, great, games, 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 games. I even oh talk about Retro Revival, which is an event I attended. Yeah. But if you're interested in that, check out BlastProcess.com, uh, Blast Process YouTube channel. There'll be stuff going up on there very soon. Call blind me. Such as this podcast. Um, yes. Yeah. If you would like to see anything else from us, you can find me on Twitter at Gameboil, Tom at TomParry11, and also us combined at TMA Cast. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TomMattAttack. And as Tom has already mentioned, you can listen to this podcast on blastprocess.com, TomMattAttack.com forward slash podcast, and also in iTunes and Stitcher. While you're there, why not give us a cheeky written subscribe? Let us know you're listening to these podcasts that we seem to put out once every three months. Okay. Until next week, uh, I, I think we need to say those immortal words we say at the end of the, every podcast, and they are, game on. Game on. Game on.